Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, you know, I don't do this every week, but I would love if you went over, left a review, left a comment. I listened to all of those. Um, you know, give me some topics sent, sent over to, to Steve at teachups.com. What kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, but before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've tried them all and this is, uh, not only, not only how innovative are, but you know, the workouts and, and what, what, what I love about Dr. Dish is they give back to the community. If you, if you follow them on the face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter, they're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned coach unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a, it's a, it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex-coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part-time. This is what I do. Um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. It helps me put up these podcasts, 13 podcasts a week. Teach Hoops helps me uh, be able to do that. And, and it's a roadmap for you to be successful. And let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching. But let's head off to the podcast. So our, our big topic today is preseason conditioning. Um, how, how have you done that in the past? What things have worked well? Um, and how do you get your players to condition themselves before the season starts? Because, you know, you've got to be more in basketball shape before you even start the season because your body your body's going to wear and tear. And it's, I think it's super important to get these kids ready to go before even they uh, start the first day of practice. Right. So here's, here's, here's this. I'm going to go on my soapbox for a couple of minutes. First of all, um, I believe in – we've already done a podcast on multi-sport athletes. Believe in them. I think they're awesome. You should do it. My son's one. Check. Okay. Yep. <laughs> You'll love this. So my, I coach volleyball. My son plays volleyball. 
third day of practice, I go, you're out of shape. He, he goes, yeah, I'm really out of I mean, Because every sport, and he's in basketball shape, I think, but he's not in volleyball. It's a different kind of shape and a leg. It's more of a leg shape than a, right. than a conditioning one. But, you know, then they're asking me for ice baths and stuff. But, and then especially if you, if you, you know, if you're a cross country runner or you're a football player or whatever sport, you know, maybe you have a girl swimmer and she's also a basketball player, whatever. Those are all great. They should do them. They're working on one specific system, but they're, none of those systems really correlate well. Probably volleyball is one of the closer ones. Really correlate well with basketball conditioning, which is a, slot, is it, which is a slow, fast, slow, fast, stop, slow, fast. You know, you think about a football game, you know, they got to go fast for 10 seconds and then they get, you know, how, how many, like 30 seconds, 40 seconds to rest. Um, you know, in a basketball game, it's, it's at constant speed. So I think, I think preseason conditioning is, is extremely important. And we're lucky our school does kind of a sports wide one where, you know, they work on all the systems. They work on, you know, lateral movement. They do all sorts of things. And it's an early morning thing. So not, you know, the, a lot of the false athletes don't do it. But um, it's a great way to get in shape. And especially those athletes that aren't playing fall sports that are going into basketball going and playing at the park or with your friends is not really getting you in shape. <laughs> um, it's getting you kind of in shape, but I don't know if you're necessarily that much, you're going to be that farther along than some of the, your friends who are playing or cross running cross country or playing another sport. So um, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a coach or a player, there's, you need to come up with a system and a program to to help in the preseason that's my opinion if you want to hit the ground running that first day of trials if you don't want the shin splints if you don't want to be tired in class if you don't want to be gassed there's other things that go into that with nutrition all those kind of things but you have to be i mean the funny thing is a lot of these guys if they if they started playing after the end of july would be fine the problem is there's august september october before that season starts uh, so my point when I think about preseason conditioning is just the struggle of time. Once the season starts, it's so we're so composed. We are such in a, a stress for time within our practice, you know. And yeah. then sometimes true conditioning gets out of the way. And then you know what? If your team isn't well conditioned early in the season, um, you know, or or if they are, those are great opportunities to win games early if you are more conditioned than your opponent. Right. But, but it is something that tends to get kind of sucked out of your practice early on because you feel like you've got to get everything in, which, you know, as coaches, we, you got to make that plan. But I, right. I think, you know, conditioning before the season starts allows coaches a little bit more flexibility uh, to do things within their practice that could get prepared for their first game of the season. Well, so I, I think, yeah, I think, I think a I, why behind it, I think in, 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 in some respects uh, to it increases the opportunity for a team to progress sooner then later yeah i i agree i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but i i um i think <laughs> there's lots of things that's why and that's why we've decided we're going to take a month and do preseason stuff because i think the key is you kind of have to look at mapping things out you know i've been guilty of losing shooting during during the season not spending enough time on shots and, and conditioning is the same way now there's going to be coaches that are listening to this that are going to say to themselves, well, we condition within our practice. We're that intense. If you are that intense, bless you. Let's talk. Um, if you can go and do that for 90 minutes, 
boom, 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 you probably don't need to condition them very much. But you need to get to the point where they can do that. <laughs> uh, that's I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if that's truly, truly, truly possible. As much as people try to say, like, do everything within our drills, I just think there's sometimes that, you know, true conditioning and true running just needs to happen. Right. You know? I think it's and, a base. There's some sort yeah. of base that needs to be set. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, I'm working on both types. I'm working on anaerobic and, you know, I'm working on all of them. I'm working, you know, can they run distance? Can they, I mean, do the, do you run a mile whenever you play a basketball game? Never like, but you might run a mile total. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it is about short spurts. It's about quick recovery time. It's about all those things, but how you, how you get them ready for that is, is, um, I, yeah, I think, I think it will put you as a coach that's listening to this. I think it will put you ahead of opponents early you know, by January, we're probably all the same unless you get your team gets the flu or something or, you know, you have to reset, but or everybody gets a cold or something like that. But I think I think preseason, you, you can definitely, you know, systems and programs can can get a jump on other programs if they're in shape, in my opinion. You know, I love I, that. Go ahead. I think your opinion is great. I think what it really comes down to, and I, I see a lot of high schools and the high schools I've worked at before, is that it seems like athletic programs within a high school work in isolation. I think that it's much better for your high school to work in to, with togetherness and say, all right, so if I'm a fall sport athlete uh, coach, you know, maybe I support winter conditioning. Or if I'm a spring coach, maybe the winter coaches support conditioning and do that because – I don't know how every state is in with, within contact, but you know, if you could get other coaches to support the other uh, other athletes' conditioning, you know, it, it would make a, it makes a huge uh, a huge growth for all of the sports. I just feel often that teams are constantly working in isolation when, when we should all be working together. Well, it's no different. It's an extension of the weight room. You know, it's right. it's an extension of. So so what I think it does is it. it, it it brings the team together before the teams act. I mean, there's kids that are conditioning that probably won't make teams. I don't know. I mean, but it happens. It happens. It's, it's no different than kids lifting weights maybe and don't make the football team. But the, the I think the conditioning thing can build camaraderie. I think you're right within a school with, but also within the team, um, you know, and, and depending on where you're listening, as people listen all over the world, maybe your, maybe your association doesn't allow that sort of thing. The kids can do it. No one can tell the bunch of kids that they can't get together and run a hill out in the back of the school. Um, so the ki- it can be, it can always be kid driven. Like, you know, the kids want to do it and you and give them a little direction. Yeah, they can maybe do you, that. You think outside the box, you know, we're, yeah. we're in, we're, we're in now in a generation where you can create videos very quickly of certain things you want kids to do, getting things out there, you know, uh, using, utilizing their phones and so forth to be able to do things at the, at, at the luxury of, a quick, a quick touch of their phone, they'd be able to access different conditioning things uh, right. to make it very easy. It's, it's, it's about you and what you uh, put that in front of them. And then you got to constantly emphasize and encourage, you know, you are what you emphasize within your program. So if you really emphasize pre, uh, pre-season conditioning, it's got to be something that it's talked about over and over and emphasize all the time. Right. And the thing is, you know, I, we, you can do hills like the, the, you know, we're in Wisconsin, the Badgers do hills. And as you're running the hill, you see Purdue and then you see Michigan State, you see signs. You can, there's all sorts of creative ways to get the kids motivated um, to do these kind of things. Um, and I, and, you know, again, 
if nothing else, it's, it's a lifelong fitness thing for them. You're teaching them how to get in shape and to, you know, do things together and do it as a group. And, you know, those are all successful things in my opinion, but all right. Anything else on preseason conditioning? Uh, no, uh, the full time out today and I had, I was oh, at the gym today. Oh, you were uh, for you. I was. And uh, I've been really working, working real hard. Uh, what is your suggestions for muscle recovery for your players? Muscle recovery. I'm a big ice bath guy. I love it. That's a great question. I'm not sure if I have a specific thing for muscle recovery. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more um, conscious of their, how their bodies are feeling and talking to them about, you know, their legs, like, I know my, like I was saying, my volleyball guys after Saturday's practice, I think they thought they're, because we had, we played four matches on Friday, then we practiced on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So I got them up. They were in the gym by 10 the next day, and we didn't get out of there until probably nine or 10 the night before, and their legs were gone. So, you know, I'm also talking to them. It's, it was a, more of a defensive practice. You know, I was right. doing, we weren't doing as much jumping, it was more passing. So, I think, you know, as I've gotten older, that's kind of, I'm trying to read their bodies a little bit. Um, you know, in my th 20s and 30s, I probably said, oh, we're going to have a full practice, three hour. Oh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to read them. So my muscle recovery probably, that's probably the best because I know they're teenage boys and they're eating like crap for the most part and not getting enough sleeps because school hasn't started yet. And, um, but what do you do? Uh, I am going to say that my my new love for muscle recovery is yoga. Ooh, um, I like that. Uh, it, uh, there's about, about a couple of basketball DVDs out there for yoga. Uh, I started doing yoga the last couple months ago, and just my body, my spine, the recovery from working out is fantastic. Uh, my last year coaching high school basketball, we did yoga. And then another thing is uh, ending practice with static stretching, which is a very similar correspondence to uh, yoga and just, you know, it's a great way to talk to your guys as they stretch out and stretch out each other. Instead of just ending your practice with a breakdown, you end with static stretching, really forcing them to stretch out their muscles and, and, and emphasizing hydration is a great way for recovery. I love that. That's a great idea. I love the static thing too. I love yeah, that at the end. Yep. It's a great uh, way to keep them focused. Right. Okay. And so you're talking and they're stretching. They teach, they learn that routine and then it's, you know, it's a good way to talk to your guys while they're just kind of emphasizing and focusing on, on stretching their muscles, you know? That's great. All right. Perfect. Till next week, coach. All right. Sounds good. Right, Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, like I say. Um, tell your friends. That would be a good thing. Yeah. Sell it. Share this on social media. And then also go over and check out teachweeps.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.